So how have you been throughout the uh, throughout the pandemic? Like the whole world's going nuts right now. So how how have you been holding up? You know, I've been pretty decent until I tore my ACL, and then it kind of <laughs> went a little downhill from there. But that really had nothing to do with the pandemic. It was more just like my ACL. So that was. I guess. It's probably like the best time to get injured, though, because everything's like at a standstill. So if you're going to get injured, I think this is probably the best time to do it. However, you would think that, but people are getting signed into the UFC so easily right now because they need people short notice. And I'm right here in Vegas, so it's like kind of a bummer. <laughs> how, how is it overall? How's the knee? Um, how long of a, you know, how long are you going to be on the sidelines for? Um, so I tore my meniscus last September and I was out for nine months and then a week before I was approved to go, all the gyms shut down <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? And then by the time all the gyms, uh, opened back up, I probably got a good month of solid training in and then I tore my ACL. And so now I'm a month out of surgery and so I still have eight more months till I can get back in the gym. Oh, that's that's uh, that's brutal timing. I mean, back to back injuries is is always rough. You had a you had a decent or a good fight last time out. It didn't go your way. I guess what was your thoughts on the the scorecards? I mean, there's such a big difference between five and three and four and four. Um, so it was really really close fight. What what was your thoughts on on the fight? And and is there any regrets? Anything you would have done differently? Yeah, I definitely have a ton of regrets from that fight. I So I went on a little streak where I fought every other month. And so I think by that fourth fight, I was just burnt out. And I um, just didn't really want to be there anymore. And so I don't think the girl was technically better than me. I just did. I wasn't that aggressive. I didn't throw that much. And so it really kind of like losses like that really eats you up inside because it, the person didn't win you or beat you because they're better they just won because they did a little more so that really kind of <laughs> not fun especially then getting injured uh, and being having to sit out for two years after that it's like kind of fuels my blood to never like have that feeling again because I think I almost took it for granted that I could fight every other month and so having to sit out for two years I'm like never going to take that opportunity for granted again <laughs> Yes, knowing that now, I mean, what sorts of lessons are you going to apply for your next fight and the fight after that? Like, are you going to rush it? Are you going to just take your time and try to get the right fight? I know I know, a lot of people like to stay extremely busy. Um, they just don't like getting out of camp. Um, other fighters like the, the time off, I guess. So, so what sorts of uh, adjustments are you going to make going forward? Um, so I think we're going to pick my next fight pretty carefully because I'm on the brink of hopefully making it into the UFC. And so we're going to choose my next opponents really carefully. It'll be on LFA um, more likely than not. So it should still be a pretty big fight, but yeah, we're, I'm going to ease into it and I don't want to rush things because I don't want to tear my ACL again. That's a really high or that's a really big risk when athletes rush back into training too quickly. So I'm going to take my time. I probably won't fight for another 11 months, but I know I'll be ready. <laughs> how did you uh, How did you find out? Like, was it just uh, like how did it happen? Was it like a snap? Was it just a, a weird feeling? What? How did you How did you know you tore it? Okay, so it was the last round of the day, and I didn't even want to do this last round. And Roxanne Modafferi comes up and she's like, "Hey, you want to go this last round? We'll just go light." And I was like, "You're so nice. Yes, of course I will go with you." <laughs> and then. Um, 
I like it was like a nice and easy round. It like was nothing too intense. And then I just stepped to the right. And then it almost felt like my knee like slid side to side. And then I just fell to the mat. And uh, I was like, oh, shoot. I'm like, this didn't feel like I tore my meniscus, like, because I was used to that feeling. I'm like, I don't know what this was. Hopefully it was just like a sprain or whatever. And then it was an ACL. So <laughs> really big summer. I guess that's why you don't do one last round with one of the uh, the baddest women on the planet. Right? <laughs> Top 10 in the world. So. Yep. <laughs> I want to take a trip down memory lane. I mean, you did not have the the greatest, I guess, of starts on paper to, to your MMA career. I mean, you opened up one and three, then got a nice little win streak going. At that point, like, you see so many fighters who start off their career um, like that, and then they end up just saying, you know what, I'm done. Did that cross your mind? Was there a point where you were like, ah, maybe this isn't for me? And and if so, how did you continue? And how did you find the uh, the motivation to keep going? Yeah, so I think my first five fights I ever took, I was undefeated as an amateur. And then um, I lost a couple on a reservation, but they didn't really count on my record. So technically, I'm like undefeated as an amateur. And then I go into the professional world and I lose my first two fights. I fall like head first into a fight on Bellator and I win. And then I fight on a victim, then I lose. And so it was like kind of just this whirlwind of like, am I good? Am I not good? Do I deserve to be here? Do I deserve to call myself a professional fighter? And it was kind of more like embarrassing because um, I feel like a lot of people don't take me seriously because I like have eyelash extensions. I curl my hair. Like I, um, I don't know. I feel like I still have like that really girly girl side of me. And so it was kind of like more embarrassing trying to call myself a professional fighter, but being one in three, people are like, what, what is she talking about? She should just quit. But like, obviously the uh, thought to quit did cross my mind, but it was never like something that I would ever do. I'm like, I committed to this. I'm going to do, I'm going to push forward. Um, and luckily I did because then I went and flipped that around and went three and one in my last four. And that one was a split decision. So it was kind of, uh, it was a character building experience, I would say. I want to elaborate on that point a little bit. Um, you know, I think a lot of people look at um, women martial arts in general as sort of that. Like you, you, you hear girls like Valerie Lareda, Paige Van Zandt talk about how people don't take them seriously. And then Rose Namayunas just was like, all right, screw it. I'm, I'm, sh I'm shaving my, my head. So how do, you, how do you kind of change the narrative and almost be taken seriously and, and leaving all that aside? Because you are a professional fighter. Um, you know, eyelash extensions and all that aside. Um, so how do you change the narrative and say, you know what, we are women, but we are here. Uh, take us seriously. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think you just kind of have to go out there and like not care what people say and just kind of fight. Like I think women's MMA are some of the most exciting fights on the card nowadays, like especially that Joanna um, versus the yeah. champ. Like that was an insane fight. And I think we're kind of just showing that like women uh, belong there and that it's like okay to wear a dress or wear heels or like get dressed up, but it's also like okay to go and beat the crap out of each other. And I don't feel like uh, I'm like forging any roads or anything. Like obviously Ronda Rousey was very good looking. Misha Tate, like there's been plenty of female fighters uh, that have gone before me that like are have been taken seriously, even though they are very feminine. That being said, how did you how did you find the sport? I mean, you, you hear so many of the 
other people talk about their wrestling background, karate background. What was it that got that got you into the sport? Yeah, um, so I grew up doing dance gymnastics and cheerleading, and I had two older sisters, so I never fought, I never got into any street fights. I grew up in the middle of Utah County, which is one of like the safest areas in the world. <laughs> and so um, it was kind of random that my friends took me to some MMA fights my first year of college, and um, I didn't make the cheer team uh, the college cheer team and so I knew I wanted to stay competitive but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do and then after my friends took me to that fight um, there was one uh, woman fight on the card and I was like I'm gonna do that and then obviously nobody took me seriously but I found a gym I started training and it's been nine years now so it's kind of how it happened <laughs> yeah I mean Jasmine just to vicious said the same thing she's like I went to fights and uh I ended up watching two girls fight, and I said, I'm going to do that. And, I mean, she's she's one of the best fighters outside of the UFC who I think is, she should be signed. Um, so, I mean, you hear so many stories of people like that. I got into it from Rampage Jackson going going crazy, and I was like, I can relate to that guy. Um, I want to talk about some of the upcoming fights. I'm, I'm sure you stay um, – you know, you, you watch fights and uh, keep up to date with the UFC. So that Dominic Reyes fight, um, what's your prediction for that fight? Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know who he's fighting or what about that fight. <laughs> I follow mainly a lot of the women's fights. But, uh, yeah, so I wish I could give you a prediction, but I don't. <laughs> I can't. Uh all right. That being said, what's your who's your who do you think is the best female fighter of all time? I mean, you hear Gina Carano's name, you hear Ronda Rousey, Chris Cyborg, Amanda Nunes. As someone who watches female fights and as a female fighter, who do you have as number one of all time? That's really hard. Um, I've never actually watched any of Gina or Gina Carano's fights, but uh, I would have to say Amanda Nunes. I mean, she looks like She's pretty scary. She knocked out Ronda Rousey. She knocked out Chris Cyborg. So I don't think there's anything any other female fighter has a leg to stand on to say that they're the greatest of all time. So I'm gonna have to give it to Amanda. As someone who's uh, can't compete right now, what what's your thoughts on events such as the UFC and Bellator putting on events in front of an empty arena, even though there's like the pandemic and all this other stuff going on? They've gotten a lot of negative attention. But as someone who sure it's dying to get in the cage what's your opinion on the whole thing um i think it's completely badass i'm super supportive of it and i am like proud to call myself an mma fighter because they're doing that like they found a way around the system i <laughs> i don't think i don't know i don't i have mixed feelings about this whole pandemic theme and so i'm just glad that the fc found a way to make it happen make it happen safely and then give everybody some entertainment and some like positive uh things to look forward to during this pandemic i want to talk a little bit about stuff outside of mixed martial arts you despite being injured you do have your own business and you're actively promoting it so talk a little bit about bad athletics and and why you founded it yeah so i started bad athletics because i know a lot of the fitness industry just forces uh, things down women's throat that I think are very toxic for them and how they look at themselves. Um, like they tell them that they need to work out so they can look a certain way 
so they can have like a bikini body or so that they can get a man or whatever. And I want to take all that bull crap away, like, <laughs> and bring it back to what it's like meant to be. And so bad athletics, um, what we're trying to do is to help women, um, build up their athleticism and focus more on their, how their body's functioning and how they're fueling it, how they're feeling and kind of bring back health and fitness to what it actually is for. And that's for your health and fitness, not to look good. So yeah, that's kind of why I started it. And then with that, um, if you don't know what bad athletics is, we have, or I have a workout challenge and then we have a meal plan with that. And then we sell supplements through the meal plan. And then we also have some like gear and apparel that go along with it. One of those uh, flavors is strawberry, and as someone who absolutely loves strawberry, I was so happy when I saw that came out. I was like, oh my god, I want to try this. Um, I'm tired of this vanilla. It sounds, <laughs> vanilla is disgusting, so it's nice to see that that came out. Um, how has the pandemic uh, affected it? Like, I feel like, is it booming? Is it, you know, has it kind of gone stagnant with people getting lazy? Like, how's it, how's the orders been, and how has uh, the success been given everything that's going on? So starting the month of March, we had our biggest month ever. And then ever since then, we've been having our biggest month ever, month over month. And so we just barely ended out our biggest month ever again. And um, it's August 1st today, so for September. So it's been awesome. I think, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but maybe people are just staying home. So they need a workout challenge that they can do at their house or they're just purchasing stuff online a little bit more. I don't know what it is, but it's been awesome for our business. So I've actually been happy about that. How is, how is networking it abroad? I mean, I've always wanted to start something of my own, but the one thing was like, I don't think Atlanta, Canada really has a market for what I want to promote. So how, how did you market it abroad and, and make it really global? Yeah, so I'm lucky to have a really awesome business partner who has built a supplement company from the ground up before and sold it for millions. And so he has kind of helped me and like showed me the way, I guess. And so I think together we can kind of like do some pretty big things. He's an awesome marketer um, and yeah, so it's not necessarily me. I kind of just do the things that he tells me to do, and it kind of just makes a good team. Thank you very much for the time. I mean, I've, I've wanted to try some of your stuff, so I'm going to have to place an order on it. Um, and hopefully that knee gets better, and hopefully we can do this again when there's a, a fight camp or post-fight or something something more exciting than a torn, uh, you know, <laughs> torn leg. So let's... Uh, Let's do this again sometime, but until then, all the best. Um, hope your leg uh, recovers, and best of luck with bad, bad athletics. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here, and I wish you the best of luck, too. <laughs>